That VBS song, man, it's kind of groovy. Put that on my playlist. <laughs> I'm just practicing, Riley, that's all. No. Anyways, it's good to be with you guys. Um, as you know, I like to encourage you to read God's Word. Well, I want to encourage you to read Psalms 111, verse 2, especially in light of today's message and in light of this week. Uh, Psalm 111, verse 2, just chew on that passage and see how God speaks to you. See what, what, what he illuminates your mind to and see what happens this week. So let us go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, we come before you today just asking for, for your blessings, Lord, to remind us of who you are and what your son has done for us. God, this world is a, it's an exhausting place. It just seems, it's, it's a strange world, Lord. Lord, but praise, praise be to you that you are constant in your love and favor towards us, and you don't change, though this world changes. God, so we ask uh, that you just encourage us today, uh, reveal our sins, Lord, that we need to repent of. God, there is a lot that can tear us, that at least try to tear us away from you. But bring us back, Lord, so we can lay all of our burdens and sins and worries and woes at the foot of the cross, knowing that we've been forgiven and that we have victory in Jesus by faith in him. God, we pray also, too, that you be with all the missionaries around the world and, and the, the Christians, whatever they be doing in, in, in the churches, Lord, that they're able to make impacts on the world around them that people will come to know you, understand and see your grace. But Lord, we pray that, you know, when we look at Christianity, Lord, that we see it for truly what it is, is that God loves sinners. It's not a bunch of rules. It's that you love us and sent your son to die for us. Lord, we pray that message goes out and impacts our hearts in this world. Lord, be with those who are not able to be with us today that are either at home or out and about on vacation, Lord, we pray for protection and mercy upon them. We pray this in your son's name. Amen. All right. Well, you know, this, this world is quite a, a stifling place. I, I think it seems like every day it just seems to roll out new problems and new issues. This world truly does not give any sense of relief or security, or comfort. You know, though it will vainly promise those things to you, it will constantly tell you what you need to do next to obtain, you know, security, comfort, and relief amongst all these problems. And though for a time, if you follow its ways, it will give you a, slice, a slight sense of peace in your life. But only for a moment... Because then the next big, horrible, scary thing that's going to kill you and destroy everyone and everything that you care about will show up. So then you have to do more things in your life to obtain a sense of security and comfort and relief. It's this never-ending cycle, a vicious cycle. And yet we so easily buy into the lie that if we just do what the world wants... Everything will be okay, but it never turns out that way. 
It only ends up leaving us frustrated and angered and fearful and worried. Making us turn on each other and turn on our loved ones because we're all trying to obtain a type of comfort and security and relief in our life. So we'll just attack one another. We buy into the insanity of the world that if we just do that one more thing, then we'll have security and peace and relief in this world forever. But that will never happen. You'll never find eternal peace and security and relief and comfort here. There is nothing that this world can offer you. There is nothing that you can do to obtain these things on your own. No matter how much money you save, no matter how healthy you may be, no matter how much education you may have, no matter how much you invest into politics, no matter how much you invest yourself into your family, or even how much you try to live in solitude away from everybody, no matter how much you try to do the right thing, Nothing in your performance will ever bring true security and peace and comfort and relief to your soul. And nothing in this world will give you that either. There's, but there is only one who can. And he is not from this world, but he came to this world to free us from this devastating prison of atrocity that we live in. And his name is Jesus. It is only through faith in him that we can have this true security and comfort and relief as we traverse through this world. Jesus came and lived a perfect life on your behalf, a sinless life in your stead. And then he died upon a cross. He died the death that you deserved. He died in your place, paying your debt in full so you can be with him for eternity if you have faith in him. If you just have faith in him, as imperfect and weak as that faith may be, you have then been saved by his blood and redeemed from this world so you can have true security now, have true comfort now, have true relief for your soul now, for your mind and for your heart. Yes, right now, even with all your past mistakes and current failures and sins that this world loves to point out about you, if you have faith in Christ, faith in this glorious message of the gospel, Christ says himself in John 14, 27, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. And he means that. Now you might ask, well, John, are you sure that I can have uh, security and comfort and relief for my soul right now? I mean, this world's a scary place. I mean, just turn on the news. It's horrifying. You know, I, and I keep messing up. I keep judging people. I keep making wrong choices. I still get people angry with me. I fail at telling others about Christ. I get caught up in the stupidity of the world at times and let it affect my personal relationships. I mean, I'm not even a very good person. There's so much better people out there. I try to be a good person, but I fail at it. I try to make the right choices, but I don't always follow through. 
I give up, I get angry, I, I get frightened, or I, I give in to pride, I give in to worry. Is it really true that I can have this true security and comfort and relief for my soul right now? Well, if you have faith in Christ, yes, you can. And that is the key. Faith in Christ. Keeping your faith in Him and not in yourself or anything else in this world. For that is where we all, including myself, we all mess up all the time and why the world's threats make an impact on us. For when we forget this absolute truth of the gospel that all has been obtained for us in Christ, that we are now to only go to him for our comfort and security and relief in this world, that's when the world's exhaustive frustrations try to set themselves in our hearts and they begin to rattle us. So we need to always keep the gospel at hand, always need to remind ourselves of the gospel every day and it's freeing grace over us because the world is doing its best to try to make you forget that. And today, Paul is going to go over this with us in Ephesians chapter 1, verses 13 through 14. He's going to remind us, as our title says, you can have comfort, security, and relief in this world. Paul starts off then in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 13. He says, in him you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and believed in him, were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit. Now, Notice something here. Paul starts off again with in him, referring to Christ. And this is not something to be overlooked. In, in fact, in this section of Scripture, going all the way back to verse 3, Paul uses that phrase in him or in Christ a lot. So Paul's really trying to make a point here so if you, on a side note, if you ever see a wording or phrase repeated in Scripture as you're reading, make sure to mark it, because mark the, reputa- uh, the repetition, because it's constant placing of the wording or phrasing in your face. It's trying to emphasize a point in the greater context in which you are reading. So what would be this greater point in this context that, that uh, Paul is trying to write here? Well, this brings us to our first point. You can have comfort and security and relief in this world by having faith in Christ alone. I know it sounds so simple, because it is. We make it so complicated. Paul wants us and his readers to see that all of Christianity, all of its blessings, all of its joys and promises and and the relationship between God and man, anything and everything about Christianity is funneled through and, and placed in the sphere of Christ alone. Let me put it to you this way. Everything that you are before God as a Christian, all of it is based in Christ and his finished work on your behalf. You merit, you obtain nothing without Christ. Without Christ, you have nothing, and I mean absolutely nothing. But with Christ, you have absolutely everything. Christ is the foundation, the cornerstone, the, the citadel, the very life source 
of our faith. It's in him that we have become a new creation. As 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away, but, but behold, the new has come. It's all because of Jesus and who he is and what he's done for us that everything about us now has changed before God so we can have nothing but pure love and favor and blessings from him. Your performance before God obtained none of this and will never obtain anything. And your sins and your failures that you do while on this earth, which are many, I have a huge list, if you have faith in Christ, you will never lose those blessings and favor and the love of God upon you. For Jesus' victory over the world is ours victory if we, have, if we have faith in him. So we have nothing to fear in this world. For Christ has broken the world's grasp upon us all through being in him, having faith in him alone. So Paul is hitting hard with this to make sure we get this, which is why he says, in him, you also. The you also is Paul's addressing the readers directly, kind of like grabbing them by the head and say, look at me. You as individuals have all the blessings that I have stated thus far in this passage and will state in this book. That, is, that what he's saying here is not just for Christians in general, like collectively, but these blessings, all of them are theirs personally if they have faith in Christ. That there is nothing more that they need to do other than rely upon Christ's finished work to have and keep all the spiritual blessings upon them. Even if their performance of the Christian faith is miserable and inconsistent, they have all the spiritual blessings of the Lord despite it. If you have faith in Christ, you can find all the security and comfort and relief you need in this world by just trusting in Him alone. You don't need to be a pastor, an evangelist, a missionary, a teacher, or do extraordinary miracles or things that require huge leaps of faith that they write about in books. If you have faith in Christ, you get everything. All the spiritual blessings have been obtained to you, obtained for you by Christ alone, even in just your ordinary life. If you're washing dishes or going shopping or stuck in traffic, you have all of it. For always remember, it's not the quality of our faith that saves us and brings the spiritual blessings and brings comfort and security and relief to us. It's not the quality of our faith but the object of our faith that does all that. Christ bore all the burdens of obtaining everything for you to be in right standing before God so that he can bless you in all things and work all things out for your good. That means even your failures work out in some way for your good so you can have rest for your weary souls and your minds, and stop freaking out about everything, and know that God's got your back. That everything is going according to his plan for you. 
So you can take your eyes off yourself and stop worrying about messing things up. Stop worrying about how your life will turn out. Stop worrying about what others will think of you. Stop worrying about what the future might hold for you. Stop worrying about how your kids or your grandkids might turn out because of your failures with them. Stop worrying about your retirement. Stop worrying about politics. Stop worrying about facing death. And so on and so on and so on. And rather just focus on Christ and trusting in Him. Leaning on Him. Having faith in Him. Following Him. That's all we need to be concerned about. Looking for ways to trust in Him more and more every day as we go about our life. For He is our everything. So Paul is wanting them to focus on this, so he reminds them of the gospel message, which we all need to do daily. So he continues in Ephesians verse 13 and says, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation. And what Paul is saying here is is two things that are vitally important to always remember in relation to this, this gospel message. First, Paul is saying that its content is absolute truth. Hence, the word, word of truth. And because of its absolute truth, it is the only way of salvation. Hence, the gospel of your salvation. That though there may be other philosophies in this world and other religions in this world, in regards, though, to true faith and practice before God, the gospel is the only one that is true. Christianity is the only true religion and the only way to live life correctly before God. For it reveals man's true condition before God and reveals the only way of true escape from this world and the wrath to come. So when Paul says, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation and believed in him or placed your faith in Christ, Paul is reminding them of what Christ has done for them by faith. So he's saying, go back and look at what, so, that what was so amazing about that message in the first place that changed your heart. Remember that Christ came to save you from the vanity and the insanity. You like that rhyme? Vanity and insanity of the world. This world of sin. Remember that Christ came because there is no hope here. This place is destitute. This place we, this world we live in is just a place of death and destruction. That's it. Don't forget that. There is no salvation here. And there is no salvation in any other religion or philosophy of life or politics of life. Everything leads to death. Only Christ leads to life. For everything else, and I mean everything else, will not deliver you from bondage, but will only bring you into greater bondage in this world, no matter how good and practical it may seem. You will always, if you follow it, have to live in fear. You will always have to live in hate of something or someone. You will always have to live in worry. You will always have to live with no rest in this world because you'll always have to fix things. Fix things in your life. And that will only bring you into greater and greater bondage to whatever you're struggling with because you can't fix it. Only Christ. But 
But Paul says, remember, the gospel of God's grace. It's all about deliverance from this world. It's all about bringing you out of the darkness. It's about giving you true freedom and true hope and true joy and true peace from this world. So you don't have to worry about your performance anymore because you've been forgiven. So life becomes all about faith in Christ alone and what he did for you because you could not do it yourself and nothing else could. That's the message we live and run with and brings joy to our souls. This world then by faith in Christ becomes dead to you because you no longer need to obtain anything from it like respect, dignity, identity, attention, worth, purpose, meaning, comfort, or security, or relief. For you have the grace of God upon you. You have all the love and favor and blessings you'll ever need in this world or the next. For God's wrath has been removed from, removed from you. Your sins are no longer held against you. Your failures are not looming over your head. God is no longer angry with you. His fury is no longer looming over you. That massive hammer of wrath is no longer coming for you. But was placed upon his son in your, in your stead. Your destination is no longer hell, but an everlasting presence of his love and joy over you face to face. For you're free now in Christ as you live in this world by faith in him. You can't mess up because Christ has covered everything. Paul is saying once you believe in this gospel message, you became free and are free right now in God's love and favor and have all his spiritual blessings over you. So take heart, be at peace, because Paul is pointing out here that your obedience is not a factor in any of that. God's love and spiritual blessings over you your obedience is not a factor in that. Why? Because Christ was perfectly obedient for you and obtained all that for you by faith in Him. So be at ease and take rest. So you then can have comfort and security and relief right now in your life and be at rest if you have faith in Christ. Knowing that no matter what happens to you, you will always be okay because God is always working things out for your favor and, your, and he is constantly blessing you before him because of Christ's perfect life upon your behalf. That's it. Not you, but Christ. In Christ. Now you might ask, John, are you sure? Because that sounds too good. Because I have done some pretty messed messed up things in my life. In fact, the other day I messed up so bad and I blew it. I feel like such a hypocrite. If you knew what I said, if you knew what I thought, if you knew what I did, if you knew how I acted, if you knew how I responded, if you knew, etc., 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 and the list could go on. If you knew, John, no way, no way God's love can still be upon me. But here's the thing. Paul is wanting to put a stop to all those worries by saying, look, when you placed your faith in Christ and his absolutely true gospel message of grace, you can be at peace because Paul says something happened to you that you can know you are secured by faith in Christ to make sure God's love and favor and blessings never leave you. And what is that? Well, Paul says in verse 13 still, you were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit. 
And this brings us to our second point. You can have comfort and security and relief in this world by remembering you have been marked of God. Paul is saying when you believed in this gospel message of grace, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit. If you have faith in Christ, you have the Holy Spirit in your life and are sealed by him. There is no believer without the Holy Spirit working in their life. For to to be a believer in the first place means that you are sealed by him. So why would the sealing matter? Why would knowing this bring us comfort and security and relief in this world? Well, when Paul speaks of sealing of the Holy Spirit, he's trying to get our hearts to be at rest. The first thing what the sealing means is that we are authentic Christians, authentic Christ followers, no matter what the world may say of us or of you. And boy, doesn't the world try to tell you what a Christian needs to be in their eyes. But here's the thing. By having the Holy Spirit seal upon you, it reveals you are a genuine Christian, even with your failures, so you can have relief in this world. Second, having the Holy Spirit seal upon you reveals to all that you are owned by God, that you are His child and He loves you and accepts you, even when the world does not that you are his and he cares about you when no one else will, so you can always have comfort in him, no matter how much hate and fear the world throws at you. And thirdly, the Holy Spirit's seal upon you reveals that you are protected by God because you are special to him. He sent his son to die for you so you can be with him for eternity. So no matter what comes your way, no matter what your sins are, your failures, your inconsistencies, his hand's upon your life now. And he will always work things out for your betterment in him because you have been sealed by the Holy Spirit. So you can always be secure and have security in this world because your life now is in God's loving hands. So you no longer need to worry about anything. God's got it. He knows what he's doing, even if you don't. And that's okay. Now you might ask, Well, how do I know I'm truly sealed of the Holy Spirit? How do I know His seal is upon me? It's a simple answer. And Paul has already stated it. You know you have been sealed because you have faith in Christ. That is the evidence you are sealed by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit's job within you is to have you trust in Christ by faith more and more and remind you by faith that you are a child of God. He directs your life to always going back to trusting in Christ for everything. The world does not promote that and does not do that. Non-believers don't have issues with that. They don't care. The seal of the Holy Spirit is seen in you, is seen in that you make much of Christ and what he has done And trust in him, even when you are at your worst. You go to Christ. That's the seal. The Holy Spirit always promotes your security and comfort and relief to be found in Christ and his finished work upon your behalf and remind you that you cannot and could not make it on your own, but Christ did for you all through faith in him. 
The Holy Holy Spirit works within you by revealing your sins and convicting you by pointing you back to Christ by faith. He produces the fruit of the Spirit within you by always pointing you back to Christ by faith. He reminds you that you are God's child because of what Christ did for you by faith in Him. He points you back to that. God the Holy Spirit is always active, actively within you now and constantly pointing you and bringing you to Jesus to always remind you that you have been rescued by faith alone so you can have security and comfort and relief no matter how much you messed up in this world and no matter how much people and loved ones won't forgive you for your mess-ups. The Holy Spirit reminds you that Christ did forgive you and loves you anyway. And if that sounds to be good, too good to be true, Paul makes sure we understand that the Holy Spirit, which we now have, was meant for this very purpose. It was meant as, he was meant as a sign so we can have peace and stay at peace in this world. That is why Paul calls him the promised Holy Spirit. For God promised him way back in the Old Testament, and you can read these on your own if you want, um, such as in passages such as Ezekiel chapter 36, verses 24 through 28, and Joel chapter 2, verses 28 through 32. I mean, Jesus even talked about this of the Holy Spirit in John 15, 26. But when the Helper comes, the Holy Spirit, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth, who proceeds from the Father, he will bear witness about me, bringing you back to Jesus every stinking time. So when Paul then continues in verse 14, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until we acquire possession of it to the praise of his glory, this brings us to our third and last point. You can have comfort and security and relief in this world by dwelling on God's faithfulness to you. Paul wants us to see that we have a taste of what is to come, a down payment, if you will, Paul is saying that this being sealed of the Holy Spirit is God's faithful pledge to you, a guarantee of our inheritance that you are loved by him and he will get you to heaven to be with him forever. So even though we are weak and we are sinful, and even though our obedience and our performance will fail before God, God has given us his pledge, the seal of the Holy Spirit, to keep us saved through faith in Christ. So the Holy Spirit is there within us to remind us that our works are worthless before God, even the good ones, and will not get us into heaven. Only trusting in Christ will. He reminds us that we are weak and need to rest in Christ's strength and his victory, for that is how we become strong and victorious in this world, by trusting and resting in Christ. See, God has provided everything for us through faith in Christ, And the Holy Spirit proves God's faithfulness to us even when we're not faithful to Him. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 21 through 22 states this, And it is God who establishes us with you in Christ, and He has anointed us and has also put His seal on us and given us the Holy Spirit in our hearts as a guarantee. See, non-believers don't think like that. They don't care. They always think they have to do more or they just kind of just don't care what, what goes on in life, in their own life. But the Christian cares 
The Christian by faith in Christ looks and sees and realizes what's going on in his or her life. And the Holy Spirit helps them remember that they can't live this life on their own, so they run to Jesus. And through that process, they end up repenting of their sins or doing the right thing because the focus is on Jesus. That is how the Holy Spirit works through us. That's how we are sanctified. Because he guides us, he guides our focus off ourselves and points us to look at Jesus and his grace and his love and his mercy and his faithfulness to us, even with our failures and sins. And that's what changes us, knowing him more by faith. So when Paul says here, until we acquire possession of it, what he means is that the Holy Spirit will keep us going back to Christ until we're able to have a full, unhindered experience with God without the hindrance of sin in our life, meaning that he'll just keep us on the course until we die physically, and then our souls then get to see Christ face to face in glory. And no more will sin be a hindrance. The Holy Spirit will make sure we stay on the course to get to heaven as we stumble and fumble about here. We will, by God's faithfulness to us and by his grace through faith in Christ and by the power of the Holy Spirit in our life, get to our final destination, heaven. For God, the Holy Spirit, is God, God the Father's pledge to us that this will happen to us if we have faith in God the Son. Blessed Trinity 3 and 1. And then Paul ends this with, to the praise of his glory. All Paul is saying here is that God is doing all of this for you because it brings him glory. God loving and forgiving sinners and empowering them by his grace to make them pure brings him glory. So you can be comforted, you can have security and be relieved because God saved you and is keeping you saved despite all the problems that you see in your life and are afraid to share with those around you and despite all the problems and inconsistency that this world loves to point out about you. Paul wants you to know that God saved you because it brings him glory and nothing will stop him from getting his glory. So be comforted, church, in Christ by faith in him. Find all your security in Christ by faith in him. Find all your relief from this exhausting world by faith in him. To all the praise and the glory of our Lord. For Christ has done it all for you by faith in him. Let us go to him in prayer. Heavenly Father, uh, we come before you. God, just remind us of what we have in Christ. Through the power of your Holy Spirit, Lord. God, I know there's failures in my own life, and I know there, 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 we all struggle with failures, Lord, and we all struggle with, our, struggle with our sins. We always know we can do better, but God, help us remember we can never do better enough. That only Christ is the one who obtained perfection. Lord, and let that stir us up to good works and, and to want to do good things, to know that even if we fail at doing it, you're going to bless us anyways because of your son. God, if there's anyone here struggling or, or, or dealing with worries, God, tell them it's going to be okay. That everything's going according to your plan. 
and that you got them in your loving hands so they can freely serve you and not worry, but be bold and courageous knowing that it's all going to work out if they just trust in you. And God, we also ask that maybe if someone doesn't know you today, that they'll come to know you and realize that they can't do it on their own. That they need you. God, I pray that they come to know you right now and just say, I'm a sinner in need of your grace, Lord. Oh, Lord, I pray we, we carry that message everywhere we go. That we're just sinners in need of grace. And there is hope for anyone in Christ. In Jesus' name, amen.